the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. 40. KYCR Golden Valley, a service of Salem Media Group. Stream on the go with the free business 1440 app. With SRN News, I'm Bob Agnew in Washington. Iran now admits it did shoot down that passenger plane with 176 people on board this week. More on the tragedy from Washington correspondent Mike Grazia. Iran is calling the shootdown of a Ukrainian jetliner by its military unintentional. The admission of responsibility by Iran was announced Saturday as Iran was facing mounting international suspicion for the incident in which all 176 people on board were killed. In Washington, U.S. Secretary of State Mike Pompeo had bluntly stated Friday. We do believe that it's likely that that plane was shot down by an Iranian missile. On Thursday, Canadian Prime Minister Justin Trudeau said much the same. The evidence indicates that the plane was shot down by an Iranian surface-to-air missile. And more in that report from uh, Washington correspondent Mike Grazia on Wall Street on Friday. The Dow Jones Industrial Average was off 133 points. This is SRN News. This story is called The Ugly Truth About Timeshare. If you think you've done your family a favor by buying a timeshare, you need my help. Hello, I'm Chuck McDowell, CEO and founder of Wesley Financial Group. Ten years ago, I started helping folks cancel their timeshare contracts, and in the process started what's now called the timeshare cancellation industry. Timeshare is the only thing that you can buy that you can't tell me how much it's going to cost or when it's going to end. When you buy a timeshare, you give them a blank check to fill out any amount they want for annual maintenance and assessment fees. Sound crazy? The crazy thing is, this never ends. Stop the insanity today. Call my office now. I guarantee if we can't cancel your timeshare contract, you'll pay nothing. Were you lied to when buying a timeshare and want out? Get the facts about timeshare cancellation. Call Wesley now for your free information kit. 800-290-7100. 800-290-7100. It may not require a textbook, but it's filled with valuable lessons. It may not take place in a classroom, but it's an ideal environment for learning. It may not involve a diploma, but it can help prepare Minnesota's young people for life. It's high school sports. High school sports can play a critical role in a student's overall education. In fact, studies show that students that participate in high school sports are more likely to enjoy greater levels of achievement in their academic lives. If you think high school sports are only about competition, think again. Better yet, think about attending a high school sporting event in your community. You'll be amazed by what you see. High school sports, a winning part of a complete education. This message presented by the Minnesota State High School League and the Minnesota Interscholastic Athletic Administrators Association. The views expressed on the following program do not necessarily represent those of this station or its management. 
The Wall Street Business Network is on the air. I'm excited. This economy is on fire. It's the King Banyan Show. Let me emphasize that correlation is not causation. As an educator and former legislator, Professor Banyan steps out of the classroom and onto the airwaves to break down the local and national economic news that matters to you. Unemployment is low because everyone has two jobs. Please bring on the recession. It's the King Banyan Show on Business 1440. Now, here's King Banyan. Oh, they took our jib! They took your jib! They took your jib! Job Saturday, King Banyan Show, Business 1440. Good morning. Well, for you at least, I hope it's a good morning. Uh... We're going to try to get through this hour. This is a one-hour live shot, and if you want to help me out, 651-289-4477, the number to call. Um, I am working my way through a cold. Uh, I have about uh, half my usual voice, but uh, we're going to to try to get through this. We're going to try to get through this hour, and I thought we'd better do this one live anyway, because we got Job Saturday. We missed you last week. We're actually going to be on assignment next week as well so we thought thought well we probably should try to get in here but uh the stairway up the two floors to the third floor here in um, Stewart Hall at St. Cloud State University where I broadcast from uh, every Saturday when I'm live um those stairs felt a little bit longer this morning than usual uh so I got water on one hand coffee on the other hand I know I shouldn't drink coffee when I have a cold but uh, if you really want me to stay awake this hour don't argue with me just give me the dang coffee Uh and besides which it's a job Saturday and pretty consequential stuff happening and since we haven't visited for a bit I thought maybe we should get uh get get a little time together to sort of do a reset we're going to do the uh forecast show I was going to I originally had planned to do it the second hour today, but uh, uh, Bison National Championship on the line and live to you here at 10 o'clock here on Business 1440. So if you've tuned in to start the uh, start your uh, your day with uh, Bison football, it's okay. You should stick around, but you can come back at 10. You can, come, you can stick around, but if you really don't like economics, uh, come back at 10. It's okay. Uh, anyway, we're going to try to uh, we're going to try to give you the jobs the jobs report. Stayed at three and a half percent on the unemployment rate, a plus one forty five. A little light, a little light, but not bad on the uh, payroll number. And we'll take you through that. Probably should take a little time to talk about the fact that this weekend, uh, Liu He, the uh, vice premier of uh, the People's Republic of China, will be flying to D.C. and signing a trade agreement. That is going to happen on Monday, and then, and then, uh, of course, uh, of course, uh, all the different forecasts coming out. Uh, there's other news out there. Uh, usually, I ask Wyatt uh, the question, "What's the uh, price of gasoline where he is right now?" But, and it's more interesting than usual because, of course, last week we had a little, uh, a, a, a little bit of. Uh, tension happening a little extra tension in the middle east versus usual that typically has an impact on prices what did you see wyatt down at the uh, station there did you happen to look at the price yeah it's sitting at 249 this morning 249 okay so 249 
And I've been remarking about this to people. Uh, I mentioned it on, on our Twitter feed at pound KBRS. That's how you find the show, including uh, comments from our from our regular listeners like Jack, who thinks we should really have two hours today. I agree. Two hours would have been fine. Um Uh, so we'll get through it, but I, you know, one interesting thing about this, if I had told you 10 years ago that there would be an attack on an embassy in Iraq, in the U.S. embassy in Iraq, followed by um, a missile strike that takes out an Iranian leader, guess the price of gasoline, you would have said, well, it'll be a quarter to 50 cents higher than what it was before. It only went up like about 10 to 15 cents. And if you look at the price, if you look at the price of a gallon, a barrel of oil right now, it's sitting right about where it was two weeks ago at around $60. Yeah, if you look at Brent, it's a little bit higher. If you look at West Texas Intermediate, it's a little bit lower. It's a difference in the quality of the two, those two crudes. Uh, you can... We can have a long discussion about that, not on Job Saturday. But my point is this. The market for oil has become far more elastic on the supply side than it had been before. So tension in the Middle East doesn't cause oil prices to spike like it used to, which probably figures in the calculus of whether or not one takes uh, action such as was taken by uh, by the Trump administration uh, last week regarding uh, uh, General Soleimani, uh, it actually does strengthen the hand of the of U.S. foreign policy to have a good domestic economic policy when it comes to energy, and I think they've managed to get this thing thing right. I want to make sure I said that right up front because I think I think that's a point that can get lost in all the you know because it. It was last week, but I would have spent a lot more time on it. Let's get to the jobs report, because the jobs report is very, very, is very, very important to understand, because the two reports that are probably the most noisy of the bunch are the report for December, which comes out in January, the report for January, which comes out in February. This one and the next one are the noisiest. This one is noisy because it will have numbers for retail trade that are largely the basis of seasonal adjustments that we're not really sure whether they have they have been estimated correctly. What do I mean by that? All the data we report to you is seasonally adjusted unless I tell you otherwise, meaning we know that retail hiring will go up in the middle of in the middle of October to the middle of November, stay high through the third or fourth week of December, and then decline because of people buying gifts for the Christmas holiday. It then it then declines throughout the rest of December and into January. Of the numbers that were reported, what the one that jumped out at me of the one hundred and forty five thousand jobs, which again the expectation was about 160 to 165. I reported Goldman Sachs as being a little bit above the uh, above a little bit above the uh, median forecast. They were at 185. 
I saw numbers in the 140s from some folks. They'll be crowing uh, on the on the newscasts. But the number that really had struck me was out of this was the fact that retail sales added approximately 41,000 jobs. Let me go get the exact number for you. Um, retail, um, hang on, where I've got to find it here. And this is the case where, yeah, retail added 41,000 jobs. Employment increased in clothing and accessory stores, building material and garden supply stores. Both showed employment declines in the prior month, meaning that those numbers all have seasonal adjustment in it. Maybe the retailers just added people late in the clothing store sector, but maybe those are just temporary hires that are going to snap right back off in January. We don't know. So some of this 145 is a little bit, I'm a little bit skeptical of its durability. And the reason why I mentioned the fact that the February report, which is for January employment, is also um, has a lot of noise in it, is that the annual benchmarking happens then. What does benchmarking mean? Well, regular listeners of the King Banyan Show have heard me explain this before, but in case you're new, and if you are, welcome. We're so glad you're here. Benchmarking means that we're doing a survey for payrolls and for household employment. The jobs report is actually two reports that are issued simultaneously. One gives us the unemployment rate. The other one gives us the level of payroll employment, the number of people who are listed on payrolls. They're both done by surveys. There's more complete data that comes in every quarter, and annually until uh, until just recently and going forward we're now going to do this semi-annually they'll go use the more complete data what do we mean by that currently what we do is we take 6,000 about 6,000 establishments firms many of them multi-plant firms and we get monthly information from them on the number of people who are employed we take that survey and from that, we, ask, we, we scale it up to come up with a number for payroll employment for the year, or for the month, excuse me. Every three months, all firms have to file a complete list of their, of their payroll employees because every three months they have to file a report, which as I recall is called the W-3 report, in order to make their payments, their quarterly payments, and match up their payroll records for Social Security payments for each employee they have. And every three months, then, you can go through those W-3s and actually do a count how many people are listed here. Now, it's time-consuming to do that, so they don't do it every quarter. It was originally done every year. But now, because computers allow us to do uh, computation a whole lot faster than we had before, they're now going to do that every six months. That goes into this re-benchmarking. They'll also do the household survey. That, that's a different, different set of things. But my point here is, because we don't know what's happening with the benchmarking, we, okay, what's happening in between those 
in between the benchmarks. We are estimating along with everything else, we are guessing at how many new firms have been created and how many firms have in fact gone away. They call that the birth-death model. New firms are born, old firms die. Isn't that a lovely, isn't that lovely metaphor? But that's a guess that's done by the Bureau of Labor Statistics. Those W-3 forms allow them to figure out how many new forms are there. Who's filed a W-3 that never filed before? That's a birth. Who used to file a W-3 that isn't anymore? You go ahead and check and you eventually conclude, well, that firm must have gone away. That has to be caught up every year or now to be every six months. When you're late in a cycle, as pointed out by uh, by uh, Joseph Berselius um, at uh, the Real Economy blog, uh, when you're late in a cycle, you tend to overestimate the births because you're using the rate of firm birth that happened earlier in the cycle. You're extrapolating that. So you tend to overestimate births and underestimate deaths when you get to late cycle. How much are you overestimating, underestimating? You don't know. And I don't think we want the uh, census or the Bureau of Labor Statistics to try to guess at that. So we typically just kind of let it go. So my point being, particularly in the retail sector, we might be overestimating the number of jobs there because we might be overestimating the number of firms there. And because of the late November hiring, because uh, Thanksgiving came so late, that 41 might be just a temporary number that snaps back off. I think this 145 could even be a softer number than that, and it was a little soft relative to the estimate. We'll be back right after this. You're listening to The King Banyan Show on Business 1440. Limitless access to business and investment strategy. Listen to Business 1440 with our free app, your smart speaker, or with iHeart, TuneIn, and Radio.com. We live in the Twin Cities and invest worldwide. Message and data rates may apply. Guys, got hair loss? I know what you're thinking. Should I shave my head, comb it over, wear a hat? Just stop. This isn't 1970. Keep your hair and your confidence because Bosley, America's number one hair restoration expert, can give you your real, natural-looking hair back permanently. They're giving away an absolutely free information kit and a free gift card to everyone who texts SAVE11 to 85850. Dude, you don't have to look like your dad because this isn't your dad's hair loss treatment. People all over the country trust Bosley because they use the latest technology to give you your real hair back. You wash it. You cut it. It's your own real, naturally growing hair. And the best part, Bosley's permanent solution is protected by the Bosley Guarantee. Let them show you for free how awesome your hair could look with an absolutely free information kit and a gift card for $250 off. Text SAVE11 to 85850. That's S-A-V-E-11 to 85850. I had never been a trader. I hadn't even really studied a whole lot. And so I was... I was brand new to this. My name's Sam. I'm a student with OTA. Tell me why you decided to take classes from Online Trading Academy. I just was kind of at a crossroads. I wanted to uh, look for my next business opportunity, and uh, financial markets had always just kind of appealed to me. Actually, what's nice about everything here with OTA, they can teach you to trade with very small amounts of money. Uh, 
and really build everything up from the ground floor. So you really don't need a lot of money to get going with this. Really amazing instructors. How has Online Trading Academy changed your life? I'm a little bit more in control of my destiny going forward. I'm not quite as worried about contract to contract to know that I have some other sources of income. Call today for a free investing class at 952-814-4410 or go to learnwithota.com. Dad, guess what? What? You are going to be a grandfather. That's great. Not too long ago, moments like this with my daughter would have been a challenge. It was a long road for me to find myself again after Vietnam. It was my neighbor Jim, another Vietnam veteran, who finally convinced me that I could still connect with my family and find that fulfilling life I'd lost. And I went for help down at the VA. If I can take that first step after almost 50 years, I know other veterans can too. Visit maketheconnection.net to find out more. Your first year of Christian school is half price through TwinCitiesTuitions.com. If you see public school as a negative influence on your child's faith, it's time to make a change. To find out more about our half price Christian school tuition program, visit TwinCitiesTuitions.com. Welcome back, King Banyan Show. This is 1440. You know, the best direction I ever got from doing radio was uh, somebody who listened to the show. Back when I was doing uh, more uh, news talk and not, not business and economics, who said, you know, you got, you got to smile more when you talk. And so particularly on days where I'm not uh, feeling 100%, I'm just trying to talk through the smile and we'll just get right, we'll get right through it. So if you, hear, if you say to yourself, boy, his voice doesn't sound all that wonderful today, um, it will be back in shape by the time we speak next. Don't you worry. Just one hour today, uh, Bison football coming up on the national championship game. I can't remember who they're playing. I want to say it's James Madison because uh, they're another powerhouse, and I think I it, think it I is saw James it. Madison. Yep. Oh yeah. So we got to beat those Virginians. Um, absolutely, go Bison. Uh, that'll be fun. Uh, I'm actually probably going to go home and watch the game. Uh, Watch the game uh, at at home uh, and get back in bed and see if I can't uh, whip this dang cold uh, here a little bit. But six five one two eight nine four four seven seven. If you if with questions comments, we're talking about the jobs report again. One hundred forty five thousand jobs added. How does that really fit uh, in that in that whole scheme of things? the October November numbers so we're now pulled down to 184 184,000 for the three-month average the six-month average at 189 the 2019 number was 176,000 jobs a month it was uh, 223,000 in 2018 the first year of the tax cut which kind of makes sense 179 in 2017 193 in 2016 yeah, I mean, if if you want to say a story of hey, the economy's not doing that great, you'll talk about the fact that that uh, geez, the growth rate of jobs slowed down. It's true, but you should think about the fact about a few facts here. One, this is the tenth year of expansion. Do you realize this? In no month, in no month, where the third number in the year was a one. <laughs> 
from 20 to January 2010 to December 2019. In no month did the number of jobs go down. Payroll employment number change was a positive change every month, all 120 of them. Think about that. That is, uh, that's the longest, that's the longest streak on record. Will it come to an end in 2020? I'm inclined to say no at this particular moment. If it does, it will happen very, very late. But I, this particular moment, I'm inclined to say you probably are not going to get a negative number in 2020. That's as close to my fork as giving you a forecast as I'm going to do. But in a market where you have, you still have, you know, the underemployment rate, which fell to a low, a 50-year low, 6.7%. The number of job leavers rose to 14.5%. From 13.3%, which for this particular cycle, this 10-year cycle, the number of people who are quitting jobs, leaving jobs to try to find other work, is at its all-time high. It's a good labor market. I have a, I, 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 I'll tweet, I'll tweet it out to you as well. I tweeted it to, uh, to people that read my, my uh, university Twitter feed, but I'll put it on the radio feed as well. I have an art. I, I have a uh, set of quotes in an article that'll be in the Sunday St. Cloud Times about the St. Cloud market. Here in St. Cloud, because we've had a number of large construction projects, our employment's grown and grown pretty rapidly. Now, will those construction projects continue? I don't know because. Pretty much all of them are public projects. High schools being built, uh, I'm counting, I count three in my head, uh, uh, and at least two grade schools, elementary schools, have been built in the last 18 months in this area. An area that still has population growth, which is good. The question is, what's happening with the number of single-family dwellings? Well, that number actually went down a titch in 2019 versus 2018 in my local area up here in central Minnesota. Construction employment has been fairly strong. If I go back and look at um, look at construction, a uh, little changed in the report at 20,000 and was only up about half of what it was in 2018. The 2018 tax cut gave us a boost in employment in 2018, some of which has faded out in 2019. But as I look as I look to say what's happening what's happening else elsewhere, we talked about retail trade and those are I think are a little bit fuzzier numbers. But healthcare in twenty nineteen added almost four hundred thousand jobs, up from three hundred and fifty thousand jobs in twenty eighteen. Leisure and hospitality added three hundred and eighty eight thousand jobs in twenty nineteen. 359,000 jobs in 2018. Those numbers indicate that the consumer who is making choices about when to consume health care and makes choices in terms of leisure and hospitality, those 
those two sectors are very much consumer-driven. The consumer is still leading this expansion along. And as long as consumer spending is still strong, as it appears to be, it's hard to actually buck that trend and say that there's going to be some recession happening someplace in 2020. I've tried to stay cautious on this, but but I've been waiting for additional data. We now have have the first week of December data. We're going to get two more data points this coming week, which which you should pay attention to. You'll get the retail trade numbers, I believe, on Wednesday, and then industrial production on Thursday. Now, industrial production is going to be a weak number because the manufacturing sector has been in a downshift relative to the service sector. But service sector employment, which has been really strong, should be driving additional retail sales. That number should be going higher. So if the retail sales number is positive, and maybe even with a little bit of a surprise in December because of some of that compression from uh, a late uh, Christmas season, and industrial production is a weak number on the next day, the answer is, yeah, you're pretty much right about where you thought you would be. And that will be that will be the sign that basically the Federal Reserve's policy should stay on hold. We're not going to increase the interest rate. We're not going to decrease the interest rate. We like where we are right now. And I think that's going to be their policy for pretty much all of 2020. Because I don't see a world where the economy does much more or less than what it's doing right about now. I mean, think about this. Six months ago, we were very concerned about what was going to happen with Brexit. Did you know Commons, House of Commons passed the uh, third reading of the, of the Brexit, with the, the withdrawal agreement for Brexit? It's done. It's over. They're going to exit on January 31st and there's been no hue and cry about it it's over the trade deal is going to get signed we'll talk about it a little bit more later this hour will there be an additional trade deal no will there be additional trade uh, difficulties possibly possibly but my guess is the 2020 election causes the president to sort of keep his hands off of that policy between now and and November. My guess is he's going to take the win, just as he's taken the win in Iran, he's going to take the win on this trade trade deal on Monday or Tuesday, and he's going to to downshift from there. He's still got issues. He's still got uh, some significant trade issues regarding the EU coming up. And if he wants to make noise on that, he can. But I think all those are, are baked in the cake as well. I don't, I don't expect him to do very much with that. So from whence comes the, uh, the concern about, about a recession in 2020? There's one and only one source. And to me, that's China. And we'll get to that right after this. You're listening to The King Banyan Show on a job Saturday on Business 1440. 
guess what? What? You are going to be a grandfather. That's great. Not too long ago, moments like this with my daughter would have been a challenge. It was a long road for me to find myself again after Vietnam. It was my neighbor Jim, another Vietnam veteran, who finally convinced me that I could still connect with my family and find that fulfilling life I'd lost. And I went for help down at the VA. If I can take that first step after almost 50 years, I know other veterans can too. Visit maketheconnection.net to find out more. Limitless access to business and investment strategy. Listen to Business 1440 with our free app, your smart speaker, or with iHeart, TuneIn, and Radio.com. We live in the Twin Cities and invest worldwide. Sebastian Gorka here for Relief Factor, the 100% drug-free supplement that was formulated by doctors to help your body deal with inflammation and pain. The reason I've told so many of my friends about the three-week quick start is because as we get older, occasional aches and pains can be a real problem, keeping you from sleeping through the night or doing the things you love and need to do, like taking walks or playing golf, going up or downstairs, or simply playing with your kids or grandkids. Tens of thousands are now like me, glad they ordered the three-week quick start for just nineteen ninety-five. After years of back pain, I found relief, and I believe you could too. Folks, this is why the father and son owners of Relief Factor, Pete and Seth Talbot, created the three-week quick start, and they discounted it to only nineteen ninety-five. Approximately 70% of those who order it go on to order more. Let's see if we can get you out of pain too. Go to relieffactor.com, relieffactor.com, or call 800-500-8384. Did you know my mom's going to have a baby? She is. Will it be a boy? Or will it be a girl? We don't know yet, but we heard the heartbeat, and my dad said this is going to be someone very special. You mean like being a president? Or maybe a doctor? Well, probably maybe like a singer or dancer, I think. Hello, my name is Marianne Koharski. I'm the director of Pro-Life Across America. We know that every baby is a miracle and has the potential to do great things. If you know someone who is pregnant or in need of alternatives or assistance or would like to support the work of Pro-Life Across America, please call 1-800-366-7773 or visit our website at prolifeacrossamerica.org. Pro-Life Across America is non-political and totally educational. We know you're going to love that brisket. 2141 Cliff Road in Egan and at RackShackBarbecue.com. That's RackShackBarbecue.com. Get that Rack Shack attack. Rack Shack Barbecue. Ooh, 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 yeah. Welcome back, King Banyan Show. Business 1440. Yeah, I like that. Good music. 651-289-4477, the number to call, questions and comments. We're going to step away early today for Bison football championship against James Madison. Go, Bison. Let's let's keep that championship up here where it belongs, up here in the, in the great Midwest, where we do football the right way here. 651-289-4477. So we've run through the jobs report. I think we've got... A pretty good uh, a good feel for 
uh, what has happened. As I said, the China is about the one place where I have still some lingering concerns. And it's not because of anything I've seen directly. It's just an indirect summation, or not summation, what's the word I'm looking for? Extrapolation from actions that they're taking. They've recently reduced their required reserve ratio, meaning banks in China are required to keep a certain amount of cash on hand meant to cover deposit outflows and, and and losses that they might have on their loan portfolios. Um, China has slowly but surely, the People's Bank of China has slowly but surely been reducing those reserve ratios, which frees up money to be lent into the system. It's an expansionary policy. And they are, they are, still, um, they are still active in this area. Um, you know, and they're still active in this area at a time when They've seen rising food prices, largely due to uh, the uh, African swine flu just jacking up the price of pork products. China is about to now spend the next two weeks in their lunar festival period, the Chinese New Year. And consumption of pork during this time goes up dramatically. Okay. Just think if there was, you know, if you had a big holiday here in the United States... Um, that lasted two weeks. Don't you think a lot of uh, pork products would get consumed as well? Um, Food prices were up 17.4% year over year in the uh, Chinese December CPI numbers. But if you take out their food prices and you take their energy prices out, their their core CPI rate is at 1.4%. Wholesale prices fell half a percent year over year. And as I continue to look at uh, as I continue to look at the uh, situation in China, um, their their uh, purchasing managers index for services fell to fifty two and a half. Uh, their their manufacturing PMIs are are well below well below fifty percent. And so I see them doing these act- actions with the reserve requirement which we don't use that in the United States for monetary policy, but China does because interest rates in China are not really driving. Allocated at the direction of the state to various industries and to local governments. And China's pumping a lot of money into their system a lot of money into their system. And to me, that indicates that China's very concerned about going into a recession sometime in the next in the next year or so. And they're working very, very hard not to have that happen. Another fact that, that I think leans in the direction of perhaps China being in more trouble than we realize is that this agreement that's coming out on Monday, in the United States, our practice would have been to have posted all of the terms, to have all of that out in public. And if they had, and if it was really favorable to the United States, you would think it had been posted in public and it would have been, and it would have led to some crowing from this White House. That, in fact, hasn't happened. 
Now, there's two possibilities that could result from that. One could be it's a lousy deal for the U.S. and the U.S. wants to keep quiet about it. Or it could be a great deal for the U.S. and China wants wants it to be quiet. You'll recall, last year there was a period of time in, in, in early spring when it looked like a trade deal was going to be signed the U.S. came out and started talking about, here are the terms of the deal. It's got this in it. It's got that in it. And all these things sounded awesome from the U.S. standpoint. And China kept saying, wait, 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 wait. That's not in there. And China was upset. The Chinese negotiators were upset that the U.S. had put out all of these terms in the public sphere. It's possible Okay, I'm going to say it's possible that this is a trade deal that China absolutely had to have and gave significant concessions in, but needed cover. And perhaps the wiser, cooler heads within uh, the Trump administration, by this I think of the Treasury Secretary, or even, even uh, 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 National Economic Council uh, Chair Larry Kudlow may have said to the president, you know what, it would be in our interest not to let the terms out very fast. We need to help our Chinese uh, brethren um, gain cover for signing this deal with us. And so perhaps they've, they've cooled their jets and, not, and decided that they didn't need to put every single term of this deal out on Twitter in advance. Get the deal signed, get it posted, and then people can talk about it after it's been signed. If that's true, it says two things to me. It says, first of all, China indeed needed the deal, and that our estimation, and been my estimation all along, which was, If you want to get good terms with China, if you're patient enough, eventually they have to come around because they need a trade deal more than the U.S. needs a trade deal, which the president has said, and frankly, the president has been right about that. And and it's possible, if, if I'm right about what the terms are then, then the president's strategy here has been more effective than many people, myself included, had had uh, thought two years ago when when they embarked on this path. I could, uh, you know, I'll, I'll admit, it's possible he got a better deal than I thought he could get. Because we hear things about IP protections and and so forth and 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 technology transfer. If he got those things, great. Then, then he got he got the deal he he thought he was going to get. But the second part, and the part that concerns me the most about this, is that China certainly doesn't want to have these changes made. They buck against the it, they buck they they buck up against the the image that China's tried to portray that it is the next superpower and an equal the United States. If it turns out this trade deal is more favorable to the United States than uh, than we had previously thought, 
that might indicate some short-term weakness in the Chinese economy. That that uh, Chi is trying to work against, and is doing so by negoti- by negotiating the deal quietly, so that he can have political cover and look for ways to sell the deal back home. He may ne- he may be the person that needs to save face much more than than President Trump needs to save face. And in fact, I think that is is indeed the outcome. Because otherwise, if this deal was good for China, you would think the Chinese would want to crow about it given everything else they've done in their propaganda. But they have not done that. They in fact have done just about the opposite from that. So I think China is the one place where if they should go into recession this year, if the actions they're taking right now do not turn things around, and they actually do have a recession in 2020, it's enough to cause issues for a slowing economy in Europe. And the combination of China and Europe could slow the U.S. down. But if, in fact, the deal the deal that's been made allows China to avoid to skirt past a recession this year. That actually helps the U.S. as well, and particularly helps the president who's seeking re-election in November. And so that's why I, I come to the conclusion that this probably is a pretty good deal for the U.S., but a good enough deal for China that it's going to allow them to skirt the recession. They'll get them some, some imports that they need to uh, hold prices down particularly on uh, on food and and allow uh, allow chi to stay in place as well to strengthen his hand we'll be back after this with the final segment of the king banyan show on business 1440 business 1440 is kycr golden valley thinking about life insurance Did you know in just a few minutes you can find the best price from up to 10 price-competitive companies for free? You can with SelectQuote. For example, George is 39. He was getting sky-high quotes from other companies because he takes meds to control his blood pressure. But when I shopped around, I found him a 10-year, $500,000 policy for under $22 a month. I'm SelectQuote agent Dan Savino, and believe me, If SelectQuote isn't shopping for your life insurance, you're probably paying too much. For your free quote, call 800-607-3551. That's 800-607-3551. 800-607-3551. Or go to SelectQuote.com. Since 1985, we shop, you save. Get full details on the example policy at SelectQuote.com slash commercials. Your price could vary depending on your health, issuing company, and other factors. Not available in all states. Can't seem to make heads or tails of today's crazy markets? I'm Mark Pearson. Join me on Investing for Success every weekday from 4 to 5 p.m. here on Business 1440. We'll shed some light on common investing mistakes and explore how you can find clarity in your investments. Investing for Success, brought to you by Nepsis Inc. Every weekday at 4 p.m. here on Business 1440, powered by the Wall Street Business Network. Message and data rates may apply. Please don't text while driving. If you've been in business more than 20 minutes, you've probably printed your logo on all kinds of promotional products. We all know logos work because they're on everything from the top of skyscrapers to the bottom of shoes. 
Ever wondered why or how to best use your logo to grow your business? Let us show you today for free. We're 4imprint, promotional product experts at your service. We're giving away the latest issue of Amplify, the digital magazine that reveals promotional product success stories absolutely free to everyone who texts BAG11 to 88988. At 4imprint, we make your logo look perfect on thousands of promotional items. With our 100% guarantee, it'll be right the first time, on time, every time. Your free e-magazine will reveal invaluable insights that can attract new customers, build your brand, and grow your business. Get the latest issue of Amplify absolutely free by texting BAG11 to 88988. That's BAG11 to 88988. There are those who dedicate themselves to a sense of honor, to a life of courage, and a commitment to something greater than themselves. They have always defended this nation and each other. They still do. The few, the proud, the Marines. Welcome back, King Banyan Show, Business 1440. News breaking just now that... uh, not really, not really all that big news. It's not a huge surprise. Uh, in Taiwan, uh, President Tsai Ing-wen has won re-election. Uh, that just came in uh, in the last uh, in the last uh, hour. Um, won uh, handily, handily. Won fifty-seven percent of the vote to uh, <coughs> to the thirty-nine uh, percent for uh, the challenger who had promised to be closer tied to China. So in terms of uh, China's strategy versus Hong Kong, one side side effect of that has been to bolster the independent uh, party in uh, in Taiwan. And sure enough, uh, uh, President Tsai has now uh, raced out to a pretty pretty comfortable, well, shoot, a very comfortable victory, almost a landslide, 57 to 39, is, is pretty much a landslide victory, hard to say. Hard to say anything less than that. Um, uh, uh, China, Chinese media is just reporting it, reporting the result and not making any comments uh, than that. But uh, thought we should get that bit of news out there for you. Uh, one other interesting piece that came in this week that I thought I'd touch on before before we finish the hour and and uh, give way to uh, North Dakota State football as they play in their championship against uh, James Madison uh, starting at 10 o'clock here this morning. Um, there was a piece that came in, uh, came on uh, Thursday uh, from uh, an interview that was done by Reuters of the Federal Reserve Bank of Dallas's uh, Robert Kaplan. Um, he has come out as pretty much, um, pretty much in favor of the current policy, but there, the comments that were made, I thought were, uh, were interesting regarding the uh, Federal Reserve's balance sheet. Um, so I'm just going to read a little bit, um, re- read a little bit of of what he says. I'm going to be wanting to actively explore options that would allow us to restrain from here growth in the Fed balance sheet. I do think the growth in the balance sheet is having some impact on the financial markets and on the valuation of risk assets. 
I want to be cognizant of not adding more fuel that could help create further excesses and imbalances. Now, add to this, okay, this is King's voice again, rather than uh, President Kaplan's. Uh, Add to this the uh, recent interest in the fact that Sweden has exited its negative interest rate policy. Sweden had targeted an interest rate of a negative 0.5%, and now has in fact gone back to zero. Add to that this now from from Robert Kaplan, who's looking at looking at at, at looking at what's uh, happened in the repo market. He says possible options include a quote hard look unquote at the differences between how regulators treat bank holdings of treasuries and reserves in establishing a so-called standing repo facility that would allow banks to tap liquidity when needed. This is Reuters. Last fall, an unexpected spike in short-term funding costs put the central bank on notice that its balance sheet might have gotten too small to accommodate banks' needs for liquidity. It had previously been systematically trimming its balance sheet as part of its pursuit of a more normal footprint in financial markets following its large bond purchases after the crisis. Translating that, what, what do they mean? The Fed, the, the thing to know is that the Fed didn't do that alone. The Fed had done that at the same time it had changed the way in which it wanted large banks, what they call SIFIs, systematically important financial institutions, or SIFIs for short, to hold reserves. They wanted SIFIs to hold enough treasuries and reserves in place to meet the maximum possible deposit outflow on any single day. Remember, many banks and financial institutions were using the overnight market to fund everyday operations of their financial institution. What happened to Bear Stearns back in 2007 was was a very simple, and what happened to Lehman in 2008 was a very simple problem of, at one point, the banks decided to stop lending to them at normal rates. They said, you know what, we we need you to put up more of your paper on this loan because we don't think you're going to pay us back tomorrow in the overnight market. Well, in some sense, what happened in, in September of last year in September 2019 was there was a bank out there who some banks thought could be the next layman or next bear and started to ask for higher rates. Put up more collateral for your loan because I'm not so sure you're going to pay me back. And, And so they say they didn't put up, they didn't have enough reserves in place. I think what's going to have to happen is, indeed, and I agree with Kaplan on this, we're going to see a new innovation coming from the Fed in this coming year, and this is what he's hinting at, where your holding of treasuries and your holding of reserves are going to be treated differently in the repo market. Reserves have always meant immediately available funds. Treasuries are not always immediately available. They might be available after 24 hours, but they're not necessarily available immediately. 
whereas reserves should be able to be transferred with a simple click of the mouse. I think what's going to happen here is that the Fed is going to set up a new is going to set up something to be sure that reserves are available and sort of guarantee this is how much reserves they have today that they can transfer to you at a moment's notice should you have a liquidity squeeze. It appears that in this world where we've changed how much has to be held by SIFIs, that we that we didn't have that structure in place to a sufficient extent that banks were comfortable lending reserves to each other. And remember, well, a lot of the people who are in that repo market are in fact not banks, and only banks have reserves because those reserves are held at the Federal Reserve. Okay, Goldman Sachs doesn't have reserves. All they have are treasuries, and they need to figure out how both of those markets are going to work. This is a very important point that Kaplan raised, and it was done fairly quietly and with a lot of other things happening, so you might have missed it, but that's that's news to pay attention to, and we'll get back to that week after next. I'll be gone next week, but we'll look forward to talking to you in a couple, couple weeks uh, here on the King Banyan Show, and if if you need us before then, remember, we replay on on Sundays. You can follow us on Twitter at PoundKBRS. We're always here for you. Thank you, Wyatt, for coming in. And uh, go Bison. We'll talk, to you next, we'll talk to you in a couple of weeks here on the King Banyan Show on Business 1440. Chuck McDowell, founder of Wesley Financial Group, talks about timeshare cancellation. If I could help everybody that has been lied to when buying a timeshare, I would. But the honest truth is, I can't. And those that are telling you that they can without knowing the specifics of your timeshare, well, they're lying too. But if you were misled when buying a timeshare, if you were told your timeshare was a great investment or your maintenance fees would never go up, I might be able to help. Ten years ago, I was sued for millions of dollars by a timeshare giant in federal court with everything to lose. My home, my money, my kids' future. But I fought. I won because I fought for what was right, helping folks that have been lied to cancel their timeshare. Unfortunately, we can't help everyone, but I guarantee you if we take you as a client, we will cancel your timeshare contract or you'll pay nothing. Call Wesley now for your free information kit. 800-515-1771. 800-515-1771. 800-515-1771. Guys, waking up over and over to urinate is not okay. But now, you can reduce those nighttime bathroom trips with the ingredients in Super Beta Prostate P3 Advanced. We're talking about less urges to urinate at night, less bathroom trips during the day, and better bladder emptying. It's like taking three prostate supplements in one. You can try a full 30-day bottle of P3 Advanced, free. Just pay shipping and handling. No strings attached, no obligations, and no commitments to buy. This is a 30-day supply, absolutely free. Call 1-800-459-3174. Super Beta Prostate is the best-selling brand in major retailers like Walmart. But for this no-strings-attached free bottle, you must call now. Call 1-800-459-3174. Don't miss out on this unprecedented free offer. Call 1-800-459-3174. 1-800-459-3174. 
limitless access to business and investment strategy. Listen to Business 1440 with our free app, your smart speaker, or with iHeart, TuneIn, and Radio.com. We live in the Twin Cities and invest worldwide. Are you a member of our rewards program? Yeah. I had the card here somewhere. We've all been there, rustling around for that rewards card you can't seem to find. At Business 1440, we simplify the process. All of the perks, none of the hassle. It's the Business VIP Fan Club, where you'll get early access to tickets for our events, exclusive content, prizes, and more. Sign up at TwinCitiesBusinessRadio.com. Salem Surround partners with your business to deliver custom digital marketing solutions. Surround your target audience wherever they engage, search, surf, socialize, or review to keep your business top of mind. Learn more at minneapolis.salemsurround.com.